Hello, welcome to episode 13 of Audio Blobs. I'm Matt. I'm Danny. That's a new intro. Is it episode 13? Episode 13. I'm lucky for some, we should have skipped it. We should have done. Yeah, it's gone straight to 14. Well, well, we haven't. Welcome to episode 13 (laughs) instead. Um, So when we started Audio Blobs uh, about a year ago, when we started having the discussions about whether we could do something and and how we could make it work... um, the the ethics behind the Kemper uh, and kind of bias amp kind of yeah. things was modeling. kind of kicking off. Modeling. Yeah. and modeling. Um, and it's been on our minds for the past year. So we thought it's about time that we took a little delve into ethics. So yeah. for you guys that like audio examples, this one is not for you. <laughs> um, but it's, a, it's, a, it's still quite a hot topic and it's still something that I can't quite uh get my head around okay like i've i've got my head around it i understand the ethical issues i understand uh the issues the problems with it i get that but i just can't make up my mind quite where i stand with it well it's an interesting one actually because every because t- we keep saying oh well we should do it we should do a episode on the camper yeah 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 and We've done a couple of guitar modeling things. We've looked at your Axe FX and it's not the Axe FX though, is it? It's not the Axe FX. It's your the FX, FX 100. 100. Yeah. So yeah, we've looked at your FX yeah. 100 um and we've always said we'll do the Kemper and every time we say it, we have this discussion. Yep. And I just thought it would be good to actually have, have this discussion. discussion. Yes. Um I think I know where I stand on it. I'm going to stop we'll see. I'm going to stop there. Disclaimer for anyone that's listening to this, at no point are we saying don't buy a Kemper. At no point are we saying Kempers are rubbish and they don't do what they claim to do. And mm-hmm. that, you know, and we're not going to say that this a Kemper sounds worth It's not a review of the Kemper. It's a, uh, a look into what the Kemper means in terms of amp. Development, yeah. design, where manufacturers stand with, well, what we're going to talk about yeah. now. I think uh, there's there's two things to note at the top of this. Uh, one of which is, for those who don't know, a Kemper is an amp modeler. So basically, it allows you what it does differently to other amp simulators is it allows you to take an existing amp so you can go over your friend's house who's got a Marshall JCM 800 and you basically just put a mic in front of the Marshall and plug the Kemper into the input and it fires a load of sounds through the Marshall and builds a model of the Marshall so you can then later plug your guitar into the Kemper and have it sound like that guy's Marshall. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of what sets the Kemper apart from other uh, amp simulators. Um, And the other thing, which I think it's worth uh, discussing at the top of the episode, is... This conversation arose with us because of a video you sent me. Yes, didn't it? A, yeah, a, a yeah. I can't yeah. remember how long ago when we were so, we were discussing. I've been looking at getting a camper for a while, getting it in the studio, and you just sent me this YouTube video, and that kind of made me think about it very differently. Yeah. Um, so I was actually talking to the guy today. I befriended him on Facebook. Um, he's uh, a lovely, a lovely guy called uh, Henning. Paulie, I hope I've I hope I've got your name right or your surname <laughs> right. Um, and he posted a video uh, last February, um, 
I know that because I've rewatched all four <laughs> of the videos that are in sequence today. Um, so that was last February that he posted it, and um, he he posted this thing, and it sort of it didn't go. It didn't go completely full viral. It didn't. It wasn't one of those ones that had a billion hits. Yeah. But the music community, and particularly all of my guitarists' friends, everyone's ears pricked up and went, "Ooh, I hadn't thought about that." Yeah. Actually, and there were a couple of guys that were using Kempers then, um, who still use Kempers, but they're a little more cautious. They're a little more wary of how they get their profiles and actually kind of rather than just going brilliant i'm going to profile everything and then i'm going to have it all in a kemper and i'm never going to need to buy anything ever again yeah um and that's the thing that i have the the issue with um one of my bigger issues with it um no they've they've kind of come gone full circle with it i guess you kind of get it you profile everything and then you find the things that you like but actually they've gone back around the other way and they're going right how do I use this thing the best way to use yeah. this thing um, a, and still new... support the companies and manufacturers that I like the amp sounds from? Yeah, if completely. You see what I mean. It's a new technology. People are kind of figuring out how it's being used and how yes. best to use it. And it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to have its teething problems and a lot of things, a lot of new technologies when they kind of came along, people got scared of them. Mm. And... People are understandably, amp manufacturers and stuff are understandably going to be scared of the Kemper. I think uh, in that video, his main point of concern, and you've rewatched it today, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, Yeah, is the idea of guys going to uh, music stores or to independent smaller amp manufacturers and buying an amp with the sole purpose of taking it home profiling it and returning it yes and i think that's his if i remember because i watched the video when you sent mm, it to me mm, you know mm, the best mm. part of a year ago but if i remember rightly that was his his main beef yeah because he was basically like well, well people are going to be taking these taking these amps home yeah buying them you know under the guise of of buying it to use it yeah um with with good faith from the retailer taking it back home, profiling it, and just returning it a week or so later, Yes. going, oh, this doesn't really do what I want it to do, yep. making up some excuse, but actually now they've got the profile of the of the amp at home. Am I right? Yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, it's it's. I'll, I, we will post a link, because it's really important that um, we show Henning in the right light, mm-hmm. and it's really important that people don't just take what we're saying and what the videos that he's done are saying at first glance. Yeah. Um, so the video, the first video that he did, he got a load of stick from, um, and some of that was just trolling and ridiculous oh, really? stupidity from people okay. going, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, and you're just, you know, this, that, and the other because they didn't give you an endorsement. What, rubbish total just oh, honestly nice. i didn't know that uh, that's, but that's some the, of the internet you post things on the internet yeah, with any anywhere that has comments yes you're yeah gonna, exactly. you're gonna get that from people. like this it, we may <laughs> yeah. get some hopefully yeah. we do we'd love some engagement <laughs> um 
but uh, some of the other some of the other comments kind of made him go back and and rethink a lot of things. Now there's four videos, so there's okay. the first video, which is the one I've seen, which is the one that you've seen, right. okay. and then there's a second video. So the first one is like 25 minutes long. Mm-hmm. The second one is 45 minutes long. Oh wow! The third one is like 15, 20 minutes long, and then the fourth one, which is like a, a roundup kind of thing, mm-hmm. is um, is about another 15, 10, 15 minutes right. long, okay. something like that. Um, so if there's something that you want to uh, kind of proceed with and dive a bit further into. Um, it's interesting to see his viewpoints change, and they really changed my viewpoints today. Um, about you know, I wrote a load of notes and then continued watching the second video, and then crossed notes out and went, "Oh, actually, that's that's wrong now." Okay. My th- my thought process on that has changed. Okay. Um, so I will post all of them and my suggestion is go and watch all of them yeah don't just watch one right and okay. think that that is an opinion yeah because opinions change mm-hmm. yeah of course thing. so okay so everyone knows so the kemper or the kpa is it's kind of shorthanded to the kemper mm-hmm. profiling app um the the main kind of thing was was the people going into a music shop buying an app take it home profiling it taking it back getting their money back and basically getting once you've got a Kemper you can go and get free amps yeah um which kind of raises the question of are you stealing intellectual property intellectual property the amp manufacturer's intellectual property yeah, yeah. are you stealing that so i have an opinion on this go no i'm going to ask what yours is because mine will undoubtedly affect yours my opinion on this, on this specific matter, yeah, which is guys taking amps, profiling them, and returning them, yeah, is I see that as stealing. Yes, agreed. I think agreed. I think that is not what the manufacturers at Kemper intended yeah. for the device to be used for. I'm sure that they had these discussions when they were coming up, when they realized actually, you know, we've got something great here yeah. and the scope of what you can do with this yeah. would allow people to be able to just never buy amps again. Yeah, that's not the point of a Kemper. No, and I don't think they ever built it with that intention. No. And I think those guys who are doing that yeah. are in the the moral yeah. circus of stealing yeah. and if um, you're doing that get off our podcast yeah. i don't want you anywhere yeah. near the podcast yeah. I go think away i think that's bad yes um, but then there are always going to be tools for which people use for uh i don't want to say immoral purposes but for illegal purposes yes the, you know i mean a pirate bay yeah and you can use these these things stuff like that's a great example peer-to-peer sharing yes which is what pirate bay is based on yeah is a great idea it allows you to uh to kind of crowdsource the sharing of information because you can download it from multiple sources all at the same time to compile your file. So if I've got a, a 10 gigabyte file that I want to download, there's a guy over there, there's a guy over there, and there's some other guy on the other side of the world who've all got that file, yep. which allows me to download it potentially three times faster because I'm downloading it from three different three people. Different sources, yeah. But it also means that anybody can upload anything and have it downloaded. Yes. Um, they have subverted a good technology to use it for something that is uh, against the law. Yes. So that's where I stand on, on that subject alone of people taking amps, profiling them, and taking them back. Okay. Is It is, in my mind, undoubtedly wrong. Yes. 
Correct. That, that's <laughs> correct. Correct. Answer. Right. Yes. Well done. Hundred pounds. Uh, no. So that's that's the same point that I that that's the same place at where I am with it. If you're doing that, then that that's not the that's not the point. The point is to is to profile amps, of course, but not to cut out the guys that are developing the amps that you like the sounds of. Yeah. I'll get onto that in a minute. I've got a whole rant about that. <laughs> um, but what is your position on if you if you do do that and you take the sound of the new Marshall, the new Fender, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and you take it home and you profile it, mm-hmm. what is your thoughts on the intellectual property rights of that sound that now this is this is this a difficult is a really one and this is yeah this the, the, the conversation i mean we've got to kind of condense this down to about 45 minutes but this conversation could go on for, i think we've had it several times yes. each time ranging from 10 minutes to an hour and a half <laughs> yep um the intellectual property in theory i guess resides with the guys who created the amp but then what is the difference, and you're a guitar player, you know mm-hmm. this, um, you can talk amp specifics, I can't talk amp specifics, but a lot of the famous amps that we go to now are just slight modifications on circuits that were copied of earlier, more famous amps. Right, so that, so, so you've got two points there. So you have the sound of an amp, and you have an amp that has been slightly modified. Yeah. The, the thing about the sound of an amp, whether it's been modified or not, is the sound that an amp makes comes from the components that yeah. the amp is made from. Yes, and the, so, and the way that those components have been And the way they interact together, together yeah. and whether you've got EL84 valves or whether yeah. you put 6L6s or whatever you've got. So now... Is the in is the is you the property have, right? You can't have uh, you can't copyright a sound. If you that's can't where copy- we're getting to. This is the thing. So it kind it kind of spurs on to okay. Well, you know, if you were going to go down the royalty route, or you know, giving someone yes. some money for their sound, does it all go to the amp manufacturer, or does that amount of money get split between the amp manufacturer and the guy who made the tubes, and the guy who did all the soldering and the hand yeah. wiring, and the guy who put the circuit board together, and the guy who makes the DC chip, and then yeah. you know, the guy who made the you know the pot to go in the front, and then the guy who modded it four years later, <laughs> it it becomes this kind of much bigger thing than just one manufacturer yeah. that makes an amp. And actually, in regards to this uh, copywriting a sound idea, we've seen this a couple of times recently with uh, lawsuits over songs, because yes, some of true. these some of these lawsuits are getting into the realms of because everything's a ripoff of something else at some point. We are all the sum of our parts. Yes, and you know we're musicians and we make music and we are the music we make is influenced by everything we've ever listened to all combined together even the bad stuff that we listened to once and we hated yeah you know we mentally have noted what it is about that we don't like and we try not to recreate it Correct. And, yeah. you know you go back and you look at um at early kind of rock and roll stuff and it was all just uh co-opting of old blues tunes led zeppelin mm. it's all just old blues tunes just played with distorted heavier guitars and played faster and yeah and more and more we're seeing okay so when do you get out of ripping off somebody i.e. you've stolen their riff 
um, and ripping off stole somebody because you've stolen the vibe of a song. Yes. And this is coming up more and more, and I don't know legally actually where these where these guys have ended up. You know, there's all the stuff that happened with Robin Thicke and uh, with oh, blurred lines. Ed Sheeran and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. I don't I don't know the extent of what they one party sued the other party based on. But people are there are court cases where people have been saying you have copied the vibe and the feeling and the sound yeah. of this record. They might not have lifted a lift a, a, li- a lick or a riff. They might not have lifted a lyric. Yeah. But they've copied the sound of a record. Yes. And I don't know that you can Well the thing is because you we can't. all take inspiration from yeah, different things. Absolutely. And- so this is where you know, taking inspiration from something, oh, I really love the sound of that amp. You take that amp and you kind of make it your own. Yeah, you figure, you look at what components in the circuit make it yeah. the sound that you like, and then you go, okay, well, what can we change to yeah, make it exactly. better in, in terms of your taste? So if you take, uh, so the Kemper profiles an amp. Mm-hmm. And an amp is made of a certain set of circuitry and valves. With the Helix, for example, you're not profiling an amp. You're not recording an amp and then matching the yeah. sound. Yeah. But with the Helix, you can select the parts to build your amp. Yeah. So if your, uh, you know, Fender Twins got this transistor, you go into the Helix and you go, I want this transistor. And it's got four 6L6s in the back. So I'd like four 6L6s. And it's yeah. got however many, I can remember how many is in a twin of the preamp valves. And they're all, you know, 12AX7s. You go, all right, I want this, how many 12AX7s. You can build that amp. And you've basically nicked someone else's circuitry, but, yeah. but put it in a, on a digital platform yeah. rather than in an analog kind of thing. So you can't really get away with it. You can't, no, I'm sorry, get away with is the wrong word. You can't really get around <laughs> it, but you can't, the intellectual property is is not really something that you can kind of bring no. up. I don't know why it feels. It does feel like you're stealing someone's sound. And I don't think I don't think it's a bad thing. It, it's worth actually, like, voicing my opinion on this because I don't think the Kemper is a bad thing. I don't think it's no. a bad thing for the amp industry. I don't think it's a bad thing for the music industry. But something about it feels like you're you're nicking well, other people. Guys I have spent something. time designing, and it's weird. Yeah, I wrote something down when I was uh, rewatching Henning's videos, yeah. which he doesn't say outright, and I'm going to. The Kemper isn't the problem. The user is the problem. The way people use it. It's the way that yeah. it's being used. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, and the fact I've, that you could, you know, I have uh, a beautiful little vintage mango 18-watt yeah. amp. Sounds amazing. And there's only a certain number of them. I don't actually know how many there are. That's not a huge number. But there's though. probably 20. Okay. I would say something like that, 20, 25. Yeah. Um, there's actually only three of my particular one that I know of. Right. Um, but I would hate for that to be profiled somewhere um, with or without my knowledge, and then for whoever profiled it to put it up on a forum, and suddenly five million people with a Kemper can access my yeah. my amp that yeah. I've spent money on. You've They're getting this for free. Entirely. I've spent good money on supporting a builder and a designer and a developer who's gone through the process of making something that I love, and I've yeah. gone, fantastic, I want that. 
here's, here's some my money. money. I'm going to take this away now. Okay. So I agree with you. You've spent money. It's your sound. It's mm-hmm. part of your uh, character as a musician. Yes. Did you buy it secondhand? Yes, I did. Okay. So the, the, the guy who built that amp never saw your money. He never saw my money. Yeah. No. He saw somebody else. So this is so this is the thing. Uh, surely the second-hand hand amp market is killing the amp industry. If anything, yes. is killing the amp industry. But, and I don't know if it is or not. But surely the second-hand hand market is way more than a Kemper ever would. Because a Kemper, second-hand amp buying is... Everybody does it. Every, okay. I think, so, I think I've bought one amp from new in my life. Everything else I've bought second-hand. And that's a way bigger industry than those that small handful of people. And I yeah. think it is a very small handful of people that are buying amps, profiling Brand, them, yeah. and taking them back. So, but if you take that back one step, the guy that I bought it from bought it from Mango. Yeah. So Mango are only ever... Go- you, you can't... Unless it goes back to the manufacturer mm-hmm. and then is resold... Mm-hmm. They're never, ever going to see that ever again. So they've still been paid what they thought was a fair price for their product when they sold it. Yes. And that price will have been based on, it cost me this much to develop it, cost me this much to build it, I want this much margin so I can go on and develop more mm-hmm. stuff. So actually what they're seeing is fine. So yes, okay, I bought mine second hand, but they've already been paid for it. I've I've bought it from someone else because actually I, you, I couldn't have bought this. Yeah, they'd stop anyway. making. They'd them. stop making. Yeah, they yeah. don't make it. Um, but if you're, you know, it's it's a it's a case of you kind of have no choice. I've paid for this. I've paid for this sound because I like it. It's uh it's a case of however Mark, I don't remember how much it was, but if you are a person, and this was something that Henning says is is if you want the sound of an amp if you want the sound of a fender twin yeah but you don't have a thousand pounds for a fender twin why should you be able to go and get that sound of a fender twin freely because without paying something for uh, having yes, that sound yes no, so no, i'm not saying you need to pay a thousand pounds for okay. that sound so this is where we get onto the packs that you can download yeah from various so this is this is where i've been begin to agree with you because i was going to say i can't afford an la2a yes compressor yeah okay but i have about four different models yeah you know i've got the waves la2a yeah. model i've got the universal audio la2a models mm-hmm. and i paid a small amount of money for them yeah i i I can't afford. I want the sound of an LA two A. There's, it's, it's got that sound, and it does something really wonderful. But I really can't afford to buy one. Completely. So I, you know, I can't remember how much the Waves one was. I can't remember how. In fact, actually, I think the Universal Audio one comes with the Universal Audio card. It's in their pack of like yeah. nine plugins that you just get when you buy any of their. But you've paid of their DSP amounts to have that. Yes, and this is where this is where I think the Kemper could kind of quash all of these it's gone too far i don't think it can now but it could have kind of quashed all of these moral arguments and Mm. discussions that have been had is that they could have just made it not so easy and open in terms of a sharing platform i don't know if their website allows you to share does is it is there a forum on their website where you can freely share stuff yes right so 
all they could have done is basically uh, spoken to amp manufacturers mm. and put some kind of distribution security on the profiles. Yeah. And then people would have illegally shared them, but it would have been illegal. Yes. And that would yeah. have been that would have been a step that some in the same way that some people can illegally go and download the plugins. It's illegal to go and download the plugins because you have to pay the manufacturers for them. And I pay Universal Audio for my LA2A, and Universal Audio paid a small price, you know, to, well, no, tell a lie. I pay Waves for my LA2A, and, and Waves pay a small price to model the LA2A and to use the name. Yes. Um, that's, all, that's all they should have done. Yeah. And then you can go to, and then amp manufacturers can sell models of their amps. Yeah. And they can make a little bit of profit. Because once you've developed the amp, you're going to be selling physical ones anyway. Yeah. But this brings me to what I was going to ask you. If the guy who'd built your Mango had modelled it, and on his website you could download your Mango for 20 quid, would you have bought your Mango? I would have, yes. Okay. Because I I like the physical thing. I like having the amp. And... I still don't think that the Kemper sounds as good as the the actual thing. Okay, this is a different discussion. But that's but the, I mean that it, it needs to just be said there yeah. for the purpose of answering your question. Yeah. I still don't think the Kemper sounds as good as the actual thing. Um so if that was a sound that I really wanted, which I did, I would have bought the original. If I had had a Kemper, I would probably have bought his modeled or his profile anyway. And profiled my own. Okay. Because then I would have had two because they would have been slightly different because mm-hmm. we'd have used slightly different microphones and we'd have had different, slightly different power and a different room and yeah. a different preamp on the desk. All this kind of stuff makes a massive difference yeah. when you're doing it. Um, so, yes, I would have still bought mine. Okay, fair enough. But also that's because... Larger manu- Mango is a, was doesn't exist anymore. Was a smaller manufacturer. Very small amp manufacturer. Yeah. So I want to support their business because I know I'm a small. I'm a small. I'm a small person. You're a small person. Uh, a giant apple. Um, <laughs> You're a small business. I'm a. I'm a small business. Yeah. So I would want people to support me if mm-hmm. they liked my products. I would. You know. I'd be like, well, brilliant. Buy one. Yeah. I would want people to support that. So. Of course, I would do that. The larger companies like Fender, Marshall, Mesa, uh, Soldano, mm-hmm. Engel, Bogner, Boogie, all those guys, um, they don't necessarily need for me to go and buy the physical thing yeah. in order to turn a profit because they are going to sell their, yeah. their amp. And so if I do have a Kemper... Um, and I'm only going to use, uh, and it goes back to your point. If I'm going to go, if you know, if I've got a Kemper and I've got a recording session that's coming up, and they really want a rectifier on it, I can go onto Mesa, and if they did their own profiles, I could download a, you know, a triple rec for yeah. twenty, thirty quid, or yeah. something like that. Go and do my session, which would save me if they really wanted a rectifier from going and either hiring one mm-hmm. or going and buying one doing the session, making sure that everyone was happy with the work and I didn't need to redo anything, and then selling it. Yeah. Because I don't need a, a rectifier. Or taking it back. Or taking it back. Because people do do that. Yes. And people do that with uh, with mic preamps and stuff. Yeah. 
People will go and buy a mic preamp. They'll do a week's worth of recording on it for an album that they've got. You know, they'll go and buy a really nice yeah. Neve or something. I was going to say, go and buy a really nice Neve. Yeah, like go and buy a 1073, do your week's recording on it for your uh, album or EP that you're releasing, yeah. and then take it back. Yeah. And that's exactly the same thing. There are yeah. there will always be people that do that. Yes. Um, I think the Kemper makes it a little easy for people because there was nothing that allowed you to do that with guitar amps before. Yeah. Um, but... It is no different, as you said. You could you could go and and buy a a triple rectifier, do your session with it, and then flog it or take it back or take it back. Yeah, yeah. And Which I would feel really uncomfortable doing. I don't like doing that. Yeah. Um, one because I like gear, so I'd probably end up keeping, <laughs> keeping it, anyway. it anyway. Well, um, they're kind of banking on that. I mean, there's going to be yeah. a lot of people that that buy stuff and want to use it yeah. for just a week and then want to give it back and yeah. actually f- end up falling in love with it totally and end up holding on to it which is you know that's the best situation but you know i i would feel uncomfortable if i did that and i took something and then and then did the session and then took it back you know i would feel morally i would go do you know what this isn't this isn't how you support the industry that i'm a part of in the same way as ripping music is not supporting the industry that i'm a part of but i think uh as you were saying with big big amp manufacturers compared to like little boutique independent amp manufacturers um i think in the same way that kind of amazon is causing high streets to uh become more independent Mm. It's it's allowing the smaller independent shops to step into a space um, because the people who want to buy amps and buy boutique amps want amps. They don't want campers. Yeah. So those those little boutique manufacturers who are making these really great runs of uh, uh, five or ten of this amp design that they've built and they're yeah. selling them at crazy prices. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the people who buy them at those crazy prices will always buy them at yeah. those crazy prices and will always want an amp. Yes. They'll, they'll never want a model of I mean, that of that really lovely amp that that company only did a run of 10 of or something, you know? There, yeah, there are issues. There are ethical issues and I don't think there's any real way of getting on top of it. What ideally, I guess, what I'd like to see is... Uh, the Kemper is a brilliant thing. I'm not getting, I'm not denying that. Yeah, it is uh, an engineering and coding piece of genius. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. I'm and, probably still going to get one. And <laughs> well, the thing is, I would quite like one as well. Yeah. Um, I'm at a point where, though, as a guitarist, so you work in a studio a lot. Mm-hmm. I totally get why you would you would want one yeah um and you get guys that bring amps in here that you you might want to model and you might want to kind of have access to because you're not just a guitar studio so you're not going to go and spend money on the amps i would love to have an amp locker the size of my studio oh so full of old vintage gibson amps and stuff like that would be absolutely great um old fender basements and stuff all stacked up in a nice big pile yeah yeah um we would all love that yeah but I can't. And I think with that big building full of amps comes um, kind of a... There's there's something actually that I've been thinking about today comes this uh, kind of environmental thing, mm. which, we, which I hadn't really considered before and we haven't really talked about. But if you're thinking about touring and if you're thinking about uh, 
you know, big studios who've got these huge amp blockers. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of wood. It's a lot of electronics. It's a lot of repairing. It's a lot of throwing away of components and, yep. and buying of new components. And the carbon footprint of that, especially when touring, and this was how it occurred to me earlier, yep. you're lugging rigs around, big martial rigs yeah, for bands for sure. on tours when you could just chuck a couple of campers. In a bag. Well, so that's that's a huge, huge. Yeah. So I mean, pro. you could you so the new you've, they do the rack the rack ones. They've done them for a while now. So yeah. there's all the powered rack stuff. Yeah. You could have two of those in a. I think they take up a. I would say they take up a. Maybe a four U space, something like that. Yeah, maybe three three U probably the probably um, three U the, the rack mounted ones. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so you get a six U rack case. You get two of those, two so you've got a backup, and you've got everything there. But, and this is this is the big thing, is where do you get the amp profiles from? So if you've got a lockup with all of those amps in and you're going, great, I'm going on tour I'm and gonna I wa- I'm going to need this amp. I'm going to need that for when I go on to that song. That would be cool to have. I'm going to need those two because those are my go-to amps mm-hmm. and I'm going to need that one. So I need to take five amps. Brilliant. I'll model my own amps. Yep. Perfect. That is exactly what the Kemper was designed to do, is to model your own amps so you can take your 100 classic vintage amps that you've spent millions of pounds on and you can take them on on a fly gig. Yeah. Perfect. That I have no problem with. It's the guy, it's again, it's, it's it's the where do you respectfully get your... Uh, your profiles from and i think this is where can amp- you can you buy them from amp manufacturers right so some of the guys have now started uh to do them they kind of have launched their own uh or they're, they're they're beginning to think about it basically okay it's kind of kicking the amp industry up and going okay we need to deal with this mm-hmm. somehow they're never going to stop the sharing that's just something that is now out there yeah. in the in the internet it's it's done yeah it, it's a thing it's happened now make the most of it so yes they're starting to kind of think about it but they need to get on it completely because actually there will be some amps that you can't profile because they're in a museum or they're somewhere else or they're in you know the the mesa boogie locker they're in the archives that actually they could do a profile of right this is, Once, this and is then what I was suddenly say. everyone has access yeah. to the sound of that amp that is coveted, which maybe makes it a little less special, but it means that you can have access to it, which is so great. So this is this is that's a really good point because I w- I was about to ask you a question, but actually you've kind of answered it. So the, a really good analogy for this is what happened with pirating music in the music industry. Yeah. Um, and what I liken it to is uh, pirating video games. So people pirated video games and this came along and one company was very, very quick to jump on it, which was Valve with Steam. Yeah, And they course. made Steam. And what, what Steam, for those people who don't know, is it's a simple desktop app that allows you to buy games and it installs them and it keeps them up to date and it they, they have great sales on all the time, stuff is discounted and Steam has been responsible for hugely reducing the number of pirated video games. Uh, and this always used to bug me is that the the music industry complains about records being stolen, yep. records being pirated and downloaded, and yet 
nobody was really anywhere quick enough to do anything about it. Mm. If if people had provided, if the record companies had come together, instead of trying to shut it down, instead of trying to no, go, no, stop, 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 stop stealing our stuff, you're stealing our stuff, like chasing people down and trying to shut the pirate bay down and stuff like that, instead of doing that, make it easy and offer something yeah. that you can't get if you pirate it, and people will come to you, and we're slowly getting there with yeah. Google Play Music and yeah. and iTunes Music and Spotify and stuff like that. We're slowly getting there, but the record industry has still taken a massive hit. So I was going to ask, how do the amp manufacturers jump on this now and stop yeah. stop it in its tracks as much as humanly possible? And what they do is they just have to firstly make it uncool to steal amps. Yeah. Which slowly people are kind of twigging with the yeah, music industry. Yeah, it's yeah, not which cool to illegally download music. Yeah. But then they have to offer something that you can't get anywhere else. Yes. Which is, as you said, those vintage amps of which there's one in the world and it's in a Fender museum, you know, and nobody's plugged into it and played it for 20 years. Yep. Fender go and model that and they sell it and they sell it with an amp within a pack, you know, five classic fender amps you get like an old 70s twin reverb yeah, and you get this sure. you know and and then and things like there's so there's Jimi hendrix's marshall which is sitting yeah. in a museum you could profile that and then say here's the profile of Jimi hendrix's marshall yeah would be great and so that but that's how they they need to approach it you know then you need to be able to go on to the engel website and they've got you know home products artists support whatever mm-hmm. and they've got profiles or you know they've got a little in their store they've got a little profile section and then you can buy the amps that you don't have direct from the manufacturer and the other thing that i think that they should be doing um and this goes back to uh the fact that if you put one fender twin next to another fender twin that came off the production line one after another, they've got sequential serial numbers, they will sound different. Yeah, they still sound different. So same way guitars will. Same yeah. way guitars exactly. So my my kind of thinking is not everyone mics their uh guitar cab or whatever with an SM fifty seven. Some, you know, they sound great with ribbon mics, they sound yeah. great with condenser mics, they sound great with cardioids, yeah. they sound great with other other things. So it's do a couple of profiles so that Again, you're not going, oh, yeah, but Marshall only do their profiles mm-hmm. with this type of mic. You know, what? stick it on a Marshall 4x10 cab yeah. and a 2x10 cab or a, I don't know, and a million by 70 <laughs> cab. It's a bit big, but, uh, you know, or and whatever. This, this and give it various thing. options. Yeah. You have to give... That you have to give the options because otherwise people are still going to go, well, yeah, but actually I use this. So I, And there's Johnny down the road who's done it, so I'll just go and grab go his. And borrow his on yeah. a USB stick. And Marshall and Fender, the big companies, they need to kind of get together and maybe do something similar because they've got enough money to be able to do it better than yes. Joe Bloggs, yes. who's got a Kemper and goes round and takes it and does it in his bedroom and then takes the amp back. You know, they're going to sound a million times better in acoustically treated rooms mm-hmm. with nice preamps. I would imagine if you go on uh, the Kemper... So you said there's like a forum on the website, yeah, is it? I'm and you sure. can go on and... I'd imagine you can go check. on and say Google, you know, type into their forum. Uh, well, even Google it, Fender Twin Kemper Profile. And yeah. you'll just get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But the thing is, that's a profile of that amp in that room, in that current state. Now, when you crank the bass knob, 
it's not going to have the same effect as if you cranked the bass knob on that twin that day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The controls on the Kemper aren't going to react exactly the same way as the controls on the amp do. Um, so if you you must be you must get bad profiles of great amps. It must be a thing. So if you put yeah. that into the hands of the amp manufacturers, and they'll send they'll sell I don't know how many used Engel as an example. I don't know how many how many amps Engel sell. But if they're selling profiles, you know, if they've profiled one of their amps extensively, you know, the clean channel, the dirty channel, and they've they've given you a really good profile of it, and they're selling that for twenty, thirty quid, they must sell they should end up selling so many that it'll make it worth their while. They've already put the R&D into the amplifier. Yeah. They're selling the physical amplifiers. They're just going to make more money. But it relies on, like I said, with the music industry, getting it into kind of the, the consciousness of people that it isn't cool to to illegally, air quotes, yeah, download these. Yeah, because it isn't illegal. Yeah. But it's... yeah. This, it's a I difficult mean, one. It's it, a really it, it difficult is a, one. It is a really difficult one. But I think if you do own a Kemper awesome because they are fantastic things um i would love one uh (laughs) but i'm not in a position where i can use one uh i can't use one in the way that i want to be able to use it because i can't pay the people for the work that they've done for the amps that i want yeah so i you know i'm i'm back at the point where i can't afford the thing that i really want Mm-hmm. So I can't have it. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't go and, you know, my next door neighbor's got a beautiful BMW M5. <laughs> I'm not going to go and steal it because I want <laughs> because it. Because you want I'd it. I'd love to. That's good. <laughs> um, I think this is a this is a conversation that's going to, firstly, a conversation that we're never going to resolve. No. But secondly, I think this is a conversation that we're going to kind of, is, is going to become more, uh, we, it's going to move outside amps and amp models with 3D printing. We're going to start yeah. having oh, this wow. conversation. I hadn't even about yeah. that. We're going yeah. to start having this conversation about Nike trainers. You know, it, you you buy the newest pair of some dude buys the newest pair of the Nike trainers and he scans them. Yeah. And he builds a 3D, you know, a a, three, a, a pirated 3D model. Yeah. Which yeah, you yeah. can download and print at home. <laughs> you know, you go go on the internet, type in whatever Nike trainer 3D model download it, print your Nike trainers at home. Yeah, And you didn't completely. have to go out and buy them. You just paid the whatever it was for the materials, the 50 quid or I don't know, for the materials of actually making them in the same way. And the 50 grand for the, the, 50 grand uh, for the, for printer. the printer. But they're becoming affordable. You can get 3D printers for yeah. under a grand. Yeah, I was, I, And this... this is the thing. The Kemper, you buy it for a grand and now you have access to all these things for free. You buy the 3D printer for a grand and yeah. now you have access to all these things, admittedly at the moment, the, the primitive ones they're just printing in plastic essentially like resin yeah but it won't be long before we can print anything we want with them yeah for sure and then so, you're going to have intellectual property regarding absolutely everything that's ever been invented ever yeah and created anything that's physical and if you take so if you take guitar pedals for example you know there's a lot of companies so there's the moore stuff yeah and they do tiny 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 little pedals and they're great little pedals and they're really cheap they're really affordable and they're basically miniature copies of great pedals yeah. so there's a little mini and it's you know it's bright green it's got a big button on it <laughs> and it says something that resembles tube screamer that is a tube, <laughs> screamer. Is a tube screamer um and you know this stuff already exists yeah 
And there's there's again there's a whole other rabbit hole that we could fall down into about well if you've got the two things side by side and they do exactly the same mm-hmm. job which one are you going to go for well you go for the cheaper one you see you go for the cheaper <laughs> one if i can afford the real deal oh yeah you always but go but 9 for the times real out of 10 deal. i mean i'm it's a similar thing to uh ssl compressor right so a a, a two channel stereo bus ssl mm-hmm. compressor that would set me back thousands of pounds yep or i go online and i'm pretty handy with a soldering iron so i look up a schematic for it yes and i mean the, you can go online and you can just type in whatever you want to whatever compressor or preamp you want to build followed by the word, word diy kit oh completely and pre-packaged already they'll they'll send you a printed circuit board and they'll send you all of the components you need in a little baggie yeah and you know step-by-step instructions on how to build it and then over the next you know over your summer break when you're not teaching yeah. you've got a little project spend a, spend a few weeks building yeah. it testing it making sure it works no money has gone to ssl in 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 the context of the ssl compressor yes. yeah no well, mon- you, no so you can do the them. same with a with an amp there's amp kits out there so you know i really would like a marshall jcm 800 Go and build or one. a 45 you know well you know type it into google and you yeah. go oh here's a company that it's makes not, me a kit so this it's and, not that and that's, far removed from the kemper thing it isn't really. that far removed the the issue with the kemper i suppose is that once you've okay so let's take that example of the amp because we're on we're in amp territory yeah well let's take your example of the ssl because it's exactly the mm-hmm. same once you've built it there's one of those and you can't I give it to your mate no and then your mate can't give it to your mate well, they can. You can give it to me, but you can't use it whilst I've got it. No, but I can give you the schematic. Yes. I can give you the circuit diagram yeah. for nothing, and you can build it for one-tenth, one-twentieth the price that you would pay if you went and bought one. Yes, that is true. However, it will be different to yours, but with the Kemper, it isn't. It is ex- Because yeah, okay. it's digital, yeah, 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 yeah. it is... It's and an exact, exact it's just literally zero 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 one one zero one 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 zero zero zero. You know, it's it's an exact replica. So you can share rather than something that is individual and actually still quite quirky at that point. But yeah. You're still paying someone else. You've still got to buy the materials. So you're still yeah. you're still paying someone else for their the thing that they're providing yeah. to you. You know, SSL's you're still gonna not go seeing and, any money for that intellectual property of their circuit design no. for their compressor. No, they're not. But you're still having to buy things so you're still supporting other people to True. do the thing that you want to do yeah whereas with the camper you uh, you know i can i could buy a camper tomorrow go and uh go and profile my mango mm-hmm. you could go and buy a camper tomorrow evening and i could send you my mango mm-hmm. and you've got it for free that'd be and great exact, not happening <laughs> so you're not having it you're not allowed okay it. so um, we're, nev- we're never going to resolve this no we're not uh, we're not ever going to resolve do you this. have anything else you want to say because i want to close on a question regarding your mango uh, okay cool so um <laughs> I don't think there's anything else that really needs saying. It's a huge ethical thing. Um, it can go on forever. I would, well, I will post a link to Henning's uh, videos in the Instagram, and I'll post it on Facebook and I'll post it on Twitter. And you can find us yeah. at the normal handles. And I'm not going to tell you what those are. Uh, <laughs> you can find you can find us all. Just find audio blobs. You'll be fine. Um, 
I'll post all of those things up there. Go and have a look and go and listen to what other people have to say. Avoid the Avoid forums. Places like Gear Sluts. Oh, good grief. <laughs> don't do it. Honestly, it's just full of people going, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And actually, some people opinion. really do know what they're talking about and they're just being shot down because yeah. of someone else has got the knickers in a twist. Yeah. You know, don't do that. Go and, you know, I hope that you found this informative. Um, I'm still as frustrated with it as I was I still six don't months know. ago. Exactly. I still know that I'd own one. Yes, I would love one. And for you, I for you, I, I don't know why you don't have one yet. Because, because I'm not a guitarist. That's that, the only reason. Well, there you are. Because it's, I, it's not a toy I can play with 24-7. <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah, I know why I don't have one, and that's because I would rather own the real thing. And if I was going to go and spend a £1,000 on an amp, or actually, you know what, I'd need the Kemper with the foot switch, and I'd need the... The, the one with the powered version, one yeah. and all the has two grand. Yeah. I'd rather go and give it to, um, you know, there's Hampstead Amps, which is just around the corner. I'd rather yeah. go and talk to James and be like, yeah, so I got two grand to play with. <laughs> Let's uh, let me come into the shop and play with things. Um, I'd, I'd still rather go and buy one thing that does its job really well yeah. rather than one thing that does a lot of jobs, not quite as well as the originals. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll AB it one day. We'll AB it one um, day. Okay, so here's the question. Okay. I, no, you can't have my mango. Well, no, no, no. Hang on. Here we go. <laughs> I We're sat in my studio. Yes. You do a lot of work in my studio. You come down, we record these, but you, and which you play your guitar on sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. But you also do a lot of other stuff. You were in here on Friday recording some guitar. Yep. And you used my Laney because it's in here and you didn't have to get your mango and put it in your car and drive it down here. Mm-hmm. I buy a Kemper. Yep. Aware that you do a lot of work in my studio. Yes. Would we model your cam- your mango? So, you and I know each other quite well. Mm-hmm. And I trust you. Mm-hmm. So, for this studio, mm-hmm. probably yes, because I would know that you wouldn't be one of those people... That would, that go and would upload share it. it around and, and go and upload it. How would you feel if I then had some guys in a week later on a session and we plugged and into the mango. camper and we're, and, and not even in a conscious way, I'm cycling through amp profiles mm. and we find a sound that works for a solo. And we're like, whoa, that sounds great. And I smack record and we nail that solo and it sounds really good. And I lean back in my chair and it's your mango. How would you feel? Ah, that's a good question. Thank you for that moral <laughs> dilemma. Welcome to the moral maze on BBC Radio would 4. You, um, would you feel like I'd stolen from you? Yeah, I probably would a little bit, actually. Okay. Because, again, I've paid for my mango. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 my thing. And you kind of, you know, everyone gets territorial about their gear a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um and you know it's it's it, that's it's kind of my my thing. I it's not because it's, other people have one, but, but it's, it's part of your sound it's part and who of you are my as a sound musician and yeah. who I am. So I would trust you to not sh- I, I would trust you to not share it and put it on forums and things like yeah. that. Um, and in tr- in truth, if it was just a like we just wanted to use we wanted to use that, and I know you'd probably call me anyway. But that's ah, but would you expect me to call you before I before I hit record? 
I don't know. Let's say I consciously knew it was your mango. Would you expect me to phone you and go, can I use your mango on this record? Because if it was your mango, because yeah. I know the sound of that amp, and I know what that amp sounds really great for, yeah. and you live just up the road, there is always the potential for me to phone you and go, Matt, if I sling you 20 quid, can I run up and just borrow your amp for the day? I want to use it on this session. Yeah. But if I've got a model of it, I don't think I'd feel like I had to call you and ask you that. Well, that is, but that's, that is the whole, that's the whole thing then though, isn't it? Because you've got my mango for free. You just watch a friendship get destroyed. Yeah. You've watched, that was the final episode of Audio Blobs. Uh, no, see, so you've, this is, this is the problem. So if someone else models your amp and then they use your amp elsewhere, how, how does everyone feel? Let us know how you would feel yeah. about that. I'm not sure how I'd feel about that because in truth, I, I'm not too precious about gear because I am only 15, 20 minutes up the road. If you rang me and said, Matt, there's a guy's coming in and your mango would sound perfect for it. Would you mind if we borrowed it? More often than not, I'm going to say, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Just swing by and pick it up on your way down to the studio. But if it was here all the time as a profile and it was one of your like go-to settings and go-to amps, which it might well do because you like the sound of it as well as I do. Yeah. So it might become one of your go-to settings, one of your go-to amps that when just it, loaded when a up straight just loaded out. Up the same up. way on yeah. the 11 rack, I just there's a, there's a Fender twin sound that I just get off. It's always my starting point. Yeah, exactly. Then I'm not sure how I'd feel about it. I'd feel a little uncomfortable because I'm like, well, actually, that's not your amp. Yes, it's your Kemper, but the sound that you're getting from your Kemper isn't yours. Oh, we could talk about this. For yeah, days. it was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> should we leave it there? We shall leave it there. So let us know how you think about that. Come and find us uh, on various methods of social media: Instagram at Audio Blobs, Twitter at Audio Blobscast. Uh, the website is www.audioblobs.com, and uh, Facebook is forward slash Audio Blobs. Um, there's all the details up there. All the previous podcasts are up there. Yep. Um, there's a couple of gear reviews from me. You've still yet to do a, a blog anything. of anything. That's fine. It's all good. <laughs> um, have a good one. Let us know what you think, because this is a, a topic that of, of a lot of contention. Yeah, um, that's and, still evolving. And it's still evolving. And we'll probably do another one of these in six months because it will all have changed because they Cause are planning on bringing... Yeah, because you'll own a Kemper. And then we'll <laughs> see. Um, and we'll... Uh, and we'll We'll go from there. Awesome. Um, also, uh, I will post a couple of things on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram all about Henning's work and what he does because he does amazing pedal reviews. Oh, cool. Really, really good things. Awesome. Um, so go and check him out. Um, I can't remember what his YouTube channel's name is, and I'm really sorry, Henning, uh, but I will post it. Awesome. And we'll see you, everyone, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. See you later on. Bye. Bye.